Well, hello and a big warm welcome to another episode of Church Talk, uh, where we talk all about church. Yeah. Um, and my name's Simon Hodgson. We are here with some amazing food from our friends at Craven, yes. as always. And uh, we're using the opportunity... Um, uh, to put this together, uh, City Hope Church, just chatting to some of the areas of ministry, some of the departments that uh, we've seen some great fruit in, and we just think uh, if we found something that works for us, potentially it could work for someone else, and we'd love to share that. Part of our heart is to resource, to bless, mm. equip other churches uh, within ministry, and so we hope that you enjoy today's episode. I am here uh, with James Null on my right, Hello. probably your left, uh, Grant Early on the other side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, we came up with a, a, an idea uh, that turned into a monster and then we had to figure out how, <laughs> how to, do, how to do this. And that was starting a Bible school. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's actually just been incredible um, watching it grow, watching uh, just what it's done in our people's lives. And um, I think um, over the years, I've often heard the question from, from pastors and churches and church leaders about starting a Bible school. Um, we've got our idea of why we think it's an, an important idea. Um, and so, James, I'll start with you. Who uh, you were there right from the beginning of this with yes. with the idea. So, remind us. Tell us a little bit about uh, when, when that happened. Yeah, it's been a, a long time coming. But you know, if I was to go back 2018, 2019, there might might have been the germination of the idea that yeah. this is a good idea. But when 2020 hit, when a, something happened that the world might have known about, a little bit of a pandemic, okay, uh, yeah. COVID, and uh, church couldn't meet. A lot of the normal things aren't there. People aren't getting the spiritual input as they used to. And I find myself sitting with the question, jeepers, are people able to read God's word, feed themselves? Are they going to progress in their faith if the building shut, if they can't have access to get to their usual avenues? Are they equipped? Are they matured enough to go into the word and come out the other side more mature? Mm -hmm. And in that moment of 2020, it, it confirmed for me, at least in my spirit, this is a must. This is a must. And for our church, I felt we could do it. Mm-hmm. And I had a passion for it. And there were lots of things that had to play together. I felt I need to study more for this. I need to be able to say that I'm on some kind of a basis of knowledge mm-hmm. that I'm bringing this. So it came to the question of, well, I feel like I need to study. And that had been suggested before. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to study with my wife. I wanted to do it with my wife. And I wanted to start this ministry with my wife. And so 2020, we discussed it. And uh, procrastination is a spiritual gift of mine. So 2021, (laughs) we actually started it. But along this journey, when 2021, we started studying, we also actually took a complete dive into the Bible school. Along the way, I had actually met Grant. And we were working on small group material together. Definitely. And when we were talking about small group, some things come out that aren't related to the material. And one of them is, you know, the church is supposed to be the place where people are equipped for all ministry. That's where the teachers are. That's, that's where God has placed people to equip. Mm. And so one of the things that we clicked on was this passion of in the church space, we should have Bible school. We shouldn't have a seminary and we outsource that yeah. when God's word seems to make explicit it's within the confines of church with the people that you know that you already have relationship with yeah. that this thing should happen. And so that was something that I connected with Grant over, and that's where our partnership started with this, and yeah. a lot of what-ifs were thrown out. Yeah. And what-ifs turned to 
let's give it a go. And let's give it a go is turned into a three-year ministry where every year we double or triple our workload. And by God's grace, yeah. it's actually grown. And so it was a bit less planning and more dreaming and, yeah. and running. And as we run, we make mistakes, we learn. Yeah. And that's how it actually arose. And that's part of, uh, we've got our own uh, sort of set of staff culture values yeah. uh, and give it a go is one of those. Um, and, and, and we love to see that infiltrated right throughout the life of the church uh, to, to give people the freedom to give it a go. Uh, and so you birthed the ministry or a monster uh, that needs to be fed now a lot. Yes. <laughs> but at that point in time, you were, I think, still busy with, with your own studies. Uh, and, and where did that kind of intersect with what you were busy with, Grant? Yeah, so it was actually, it was really interesting because I didn't start off studying theology or, or planning to do ministry but uh you know the lord knows the plans for your life that you might not know and mm. with me i kind of encountered it when i left youth and i had been in our church i had been in a good church that discipled me that taught me how to read my bible that taught me how to share yeah. uh, god's word with people sure. but i wasn't prepared for the questions that people would give me when i went to a secular university when i was studying and sitting in a philosophy class i didn't I didn't have answers to the questions they were asking in that space. When right. we were in a politics place, I didn't know how to read my Bible in a way that speaks to the problems of our world. Okay. So that was a bit of a, a, a struggle for me. And it, it, the struggle took me to such a place. I said, I'm going to leave that secular university space because I need to be equipped in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I need to be trained in theology. I need to be able to provide answers mm. to these questions that people are giving to me. Mm. And one of my big passions was, well, if I'm going to learn this, I'm going to learn it so that other young people don't have to be in the same place I was. Yeah. Where... There are questions being asked of you, but you don't really have the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was James and I first started speaking. We started with yeah, small group material. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some apologetics materials, pr- prayer ones, Christian identity, all sorts of things. And we did that in 2019 for a little bit. I think about three months. Mm-hmm. We worked together and produced three materials. So we had already worked out that we could work together pretty well. Mm. I was quite happy working with him, and he was quite happy with the work I was putting out, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was my first year of seminary as well at the time. Okay. Uh, then 2020 hits, the world goes a bit crazy. James and, James and Lara start working on the very first Institute material, just the two of them working yep. through it. And it took about a year, as you said, procrastination is the king. Then yeah. we were like, we're going to start this ministry in 2021. So I came in as an intern. Yeah. And James, James said, well, it took me a year to do this material. How about you make four more Come on, <laughs> in the time of, the, yeah. time of this year? Yeah, because you're young and you still got a lot of energy. Still uh, yeah, energy. Yes. I didn't have a wife at that time. Yeah, it, you see. Gave up on friends, all of it, just to <laughs> equip people for it. But yeah, that was when we started working together. And I just came in on the content creation side. And we were just trying to figure out what do the people in our church need to hear? That's right. What yeah. do they need to learn right. so that they can live out the ministry that God's calling them to? Because yeah. God calls all people to ministry, yes. not just people who are in full-time ministry. Right, so so all of the content so far, and I don't, maybe you guys can tell me how many we've written out, I, I, I don't know, I've lost count, although I've got all of them in my office, but uh, some of them are here, yeah. uh, but all of it was, has been written by ourselves, right? right yeah. um, and why did, why did we decide to go that route, and how did you just decide what people needed, find kind of the, the middle ground between what people would actually buy into and be interested in, in coming to a Bible school to learn about? Yeah, so from, from my side... We could have. We could have taken something that's been tried and tested, mm. that's academically acclaimed, that was written by people with triple PhDs. It mm. would have been well-written. It would have been theologically sound. And we could have plugged and played. But we would be missing out on an opportunity for us to equip and mature people hearing where they're at, discerning where they're at, mm. and going with them mm-hmm. 
rather than asking them to meet some external standard. Yeah. So the initial conversations were around what are the essential basics in our mind mm. if there were just four subjects? What, what would those be? And we came up with those. And then we said, well, what are the things that we've heard in our small group contexts, especially in, yeah. in our conversations? What are the things mm -hmm. that people struggle with? What are the questions people have? Where do pe are people interested to learn more? Mm. So we went off the ground of the swell of what people say and what we hear right. and what we've discerned. Mm. Yeah. Not that that's a perfect measure, but I think it's a better goal than plugging in someone with a triple PhD from America. Yeah. Yeah. And so because also we wrote it, it came from our hearts. Mm -hmm. Lots of these things can be seen as something about the head. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're starting a Bible school, I mean, a big misconception is it's just head knowledge. Yeah. But this is a pastoral heart. The reason for the Bible school is pastoral. Yeah. And so we wanted that pastoral input into the very writing mm. of that material because we know this isn't just info. This is actually building our lives upon Jesus and loving his word, being matured and equipped in it so that, yeah. like Grant says, we can live out the ministry God has for us. And so if that's our goal, it's better for us to write it. Yeah. Even if it comes with a bunch of mistakes, which I make <laughs> profusely, right? And even if some things are, have horrendous errors and are maybe misbalanced, and we can sort those things out. But at least our heart and the people's uh, needs are represented there, imperfect as they might yeah. be and unpolished as they might yeah. be. We can rather build on that foundation because yeah. we know that's for the people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, yeah, I, th I think... It was a big thing to write it for ourselves. It was it was a big ask. Yeah. We I was coming in literally for that purpose and almost yeah, nothing sure. else. Yeah. So it was a commitment on our church's side, but as well yeah. as our own. And we didn't always hit the perfect mark. No, uh, you know we had our first course. Our second course uh, was on how to say the Bible, and we wrote what we thought was a very good course to help people understand their Bibles because our understanding was uh, people were trying to read their Bibles but they couldn't do it well and they needed help with it. It turns out no one was trying to read their Bibles, let alone even know how to read it well. So we needed to even look at a lower level. Mm. So we wrote a course that we thought was a two out of five, you know, a three out of 10. And when we got feedback, which is always so important to get, mm -hmm. turns out that most people in the course thought it was a four out of five. It was really a stretch and a struggle for them. So we had to rework our, our material. And the next time we taught how to say the Bible, we simplified it down and we got a way better result. Yeah. So that's a part of it. If you're just always using other people's material, you're testing, but there's no way to, to tweak and to fix for your people because we are in a context. Theology is done in a context. Bible study is done in a context. God wants to speak to all people in all places, and he yeah. doesn't necessarily have the same application or the same things to say to people yeah. here that he has in the U.S., that he has in the U.K. Mm -hmm. So if we're here in South Africa, what we want to say is we want to produce materials that speak to our people. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a, such an important thing that probably in all likelihood what God might want to say to our people at a church in Johannesburg um, it, it, it's it's probable that it would be a similar thing that God might want to say to another church in a similar right. context in South Africa. Right. Um, and I think, you know, a church listening in right now who's thinking about how do we get a Bible school off the ground, mm -hmm. being able to uh, acquire some of this content that we've, mm -hmm. not every church is going to be able to write all their own stuff, but mm -hmm. we would certainly think that some of the stuff that we've put out for our people will be able to be used mm -hmm. um, perfectly fine for, for you in your church. And yeah. And, and that might even be a springboard for you just getting going 
um, and be able to see like, okay, how do we work with this and how do we grow with, within this? Yeah, and uh, I think there's actually four of the courses that we've written yeah. that we've made available for free on our website. You got them over there? Yeah, I actually do have them over here and I'll tell you a bit of our thinking about why we gave these because it was. These are, these are courses that could be done in any church, I think, anyway. and it would work. Yeah. Uh, so we have this little course, actually the shortest course we've ever written. It's called Foundations. And it's a new believers course, really. It's a, it's a course for new believers or old believers who feel like they haven't been taught the Bible well. Mm. They haven't come from a church that has really fed them well. And we wanted to provide answers for that. So because we wanted to provide answers, uh, when I wrote the material, it's all based on questions. Mm -hmm. Every single heading is a question that you'll hear someone ask in a small group. Or, yeah. uh, you'll hear someone ask who's a new believer. So, you know, there's a question here in week one about what makes Christians different. It's really about what's our identity? What yeah. is the gospel? Yeah. But we're asking this way of like, okay, I'm now a Christian. What makes me different? Well, it's the gospel yeah. that's made you new. It's made you a new creation. Yeah. There's other things like, how do I converse with God? What does mm -hmm. prayer and Bible study mm. look for, like if I've never mm. known how to pray? Mm. So that would be a material that would be amazing to lay a good foundation for people. And it was, I think, the third one that we did. Uh, but then we also have, have another one, our, our genre course that's on how to study the Bible. This was our second edition. So it's quite cool. I told you we messed up our, one of our first ones. And it was actually our first How to Say the Bible. And what we did was we took that five-week course yeah. and we made it a four-week course right. that focuses on the eight major genres right. in the Bible and says, okay, how do I read it? If I open up my Bible, I'm in, the, I'm in a mm -hmm. prophetic book like Isaiah, I have to read it differently to how I, when I open up Paul's letter mm -hmm. to the Philippians. Mm -hmm. Or when I'm in the Gospels and I'm reading about Jesus or I'm in Genesis, all of these take different mm -hmm. readings because they're different genres. Mm. So we designed a course that studies those and shows you how to get simple tools with quite a simple system, identify, uh, read, and apply. So how do I know what I'm reading? And what should I look for while I'm reading through and studying the scripture? And then yes. how do I actually interpret and yeah. apply it? Can I just say on that, mm. um, that one in particular was blood, sweat, and tears from our side <laughs> because you, you won't find a course on how to study the Bible in genre online. You if, you, sure. if you try and Google that, you're not going to come up trumps. Wow. And mm. for us, it was a case of seeing that people are not discerning that this gets studied differently to that. Right. And that's quite intuitive, but why is it not represented in just a short, understandable course? So we recommend that one to someone who's never studied the Bible. We yeah. had mm. people take that course that would say that they've read under three books of the Bible in its entirety, yeah. that they understood it, mm. and that at the end they say, I feel motivated. I feel Brilliant. I can start. Yeah. yeah. Our favorite line of institutes is I'm going back to Genesis. So <laughs> we eventually we said you guys need to stop going back to Genesis, maybe move somewhere else because you've places. restarted the same chapters every yeah, time with new and new knowledge. Yeah. And it's amazing because scripture is so deep that you can reread and always yeah. get something new. Yeah. But we want to get you through all of it. That's so, why we're teaching you many genres. Yeah, that's so that, that that's a really unique one that we wrote. And this was actually the one my wife and I, Laura, yeah. um, wrote during twenty twenty as well. Um, and it's overview of the New Testament. This is this is this is common to any Bible school. Yep. They would have a survey of the New yep. Testament, and Definitely. you want to understand the context that the whole New Testament's written. You want to get soaked into the world of that, and that's yeah. one of my passions about Institute. Is we don't just want to be Bible nerds, mm. fun as that might be, and we can make <laughs> Bible memes, which we endorse. Yeah. We we yep. put memes in <laughs> Bible our material. jokes, memes, all of we, them. All some of them it. are literally in there. There's one. There's memes in that in that genre. Yeah. 100%. But uh, we actually want people to fall in love with the Bible. It's yeah. not about Bible knowledge. Mm. We want people to be enthralled, mm. to find the text vivid so that they can't put it down, sure. so that mm. they keep going back because they want to go back. Mm. So it's not just tools. Mm. It's also love. 
And that's part of the heart behind our overviews. And although New Testament, Old Testament surveys give you context, we want this to become real and vivid. Mm -hmm, and yeah. so that's the major there's focus. There's pictures, there's maps, there's, there's things that put you yeah, in the text. That's great. We want people in that world. And not only there, we give people an overview and a quick view so that when, yeah. they, when they jump into a book, they know the full story. Yeah. They get the picture. Yeah. They can feel it. It's in their bones. Yeah. And we usually, when we do overview of New Testament, get a question saying, when are we going to Israel? Uh, <laughs> and if people are saying that, then it feels to me like yeah. we have managed to capture their imagination. Yeah. It's yeah. not just brains. It's also heart. And I've said that before. Yeah. And that's also part of what we've done here. Mm. It's great. Yeah. We could be uh, doing a podcast broadcast from Israel one of these days soon. You never know. It. The three of us. It would be awesome. Are, yeah. We're in, yes. And the fourth free one's just uh, overview of Old Testament. Yeah. And that's sim Testament similar vibes. <laughs> and uh, that one's a bit longer and <laughs> was a bit better refined when it came out because this one was just Laura and I in our echo chamber and references were few and we weren't that academic yet. Mm. And we built on that and we've improved yeah. on that. But I like to look at it as we're rough around the edges, but I like to look back on it and say that was just how we began. It's great. Now we're strong at getting really good resources, balanced resources, get a good picture, make sure that it's not just our theological background that's speaking yeah. in books, yeah. Yeah. but make sure that this is agreed upon mm -hmm. uh, across the board, that these are, these are the things that everyone wants to equip in, no matter what denomination yeah. Yeah. you might be in. And so yeah. if you're listening to this and you're thinking that this is only going to be beneficial in this background or that background, I would say mm -hmm. no. I'd say that whether you're a Pentecostal church or thoroughly reformed, uh, whatever denomination you might be in, I think that this will not violate the things that you stand for, but it will yeah. just equip people in the Bible. And we try to be yeah. as neutral as we can. As possible. So those four are available for free. So it's yeah. cityhope.joburg slash resources. Yeah. You can go get all of them right now, and I would love to give that yeah. to you. So uh, it's called Institute, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned. We called our Bible school the Institute uh, to equip mm -hmm. and mature people in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the relationship, either of you, between uh, – our Bible school and Sundays, mm -hmm. and our Bible school and groups, which are two of our big mm -hmm. environments. Yeah, so there's a raising of temperature. There's a raising of the, of the level of people's understanding of the Bible that enables you to go deeper. And there's also, I notice the people that come to City Institute are note-takers in Institute because they have to be. Mm -hmm. um, but when they come to Sundays, mm. they're note-takers because they've learned the benefit. Yeah. Very good. And... You want that. You want that in your church. You, you want to have people that lean in. Whenever it's God's word, they know the value now. Yeah. yeah. That this is packed full of dynamite of God's power. Yeah. And so they apply that reverence of scripture that they've learned everywhere they go. Yeah. It also comes across in yeah. city group. You, you see people opening their Bible at city group mm -hmm. and engaging with it in a different way than before. Right. Because they're understanding of the power of scripture yep. and their love for it has increased yeah. and so when you do this when you when you take the risk to do a bible school you're not just building a bible school you're just actually helping build church you're yeah. helping build Definitely. every department yeah and if you listen to the previous ep we had sivo and lester talking a lot about similar things that we're talking about that they're doing yeah. in the space of the next gen and they wanting to mature people that from birth all the way through to young adults in the Bible, and yeah. they're doing such a great job of it. Yeah. And when you're building a Bible school and when you're doing that, yeah. it's not just about that ministry. It's you're good. saying that every, every ministry that you have has a stronger Bible base. 
and people come into institute that aren't in small groups. That's common, but I love it because I'm in. I, I'm leading small groups, but I'm also there at institute. Yeah, and so I get to ambush them. Yeah, yeah. With look how great this was. Look how warm you felt here. Yeah. Look at how easy it was for you to make friends here and connect around the Bible. Why don't we take another step? Why don't we go and give this city group a go? Just arrive. Tell me how it goes. And mm. again, the yep. basics are similar. Yep. We're going to open the Bible and we're going to have a talk about our faith. And that's not too far. It's not a huge leap. Yeah. And so Definitely. small groups get fed when you run Bible schools. Yeah. And Sundays get fed. People get fed and then ministries get fed. And so it always, there's always an interrelation. I yeah. also think it's it's a great thing because your your Sunday space, whether you call it a gathering service, experience, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a monologue. Mm-hmm. That, that's really what it is. People come and they listen. They hear. They hear the worship. They hear the preaching. They don't actually get to participate in the way that in a learning environment, when you we have open Q&As always. It's one of our, our big principles is we want to hear people's questions right. as they're coming out, and we want to spend time answering them. So we'll always allocate portions of our lectures just to answering questions. You don't have that space during your, your Sunday preach. So it might be that there's a burning question in someone's mind that they're not able to get out. Right. But when they come on a Monday night to a yeah. taught environment, yeah. then they can bring that out. Yeah. So the, the big thing is the dialogue that's there between okay. our staff and the people of our church yeah. that we get to hear them. And then that can even impact what we're going to preach on in the future. Or what do we need to do in small groups? That's yeah. always a big thing because we give people a place to speak and to ask questions and to give us what they're struggling with. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think a lot of these conversations we've been having in this series of podcasts uh, point to this that uh, we don't do many churches within our church. Uh, we have a vision for our church, and all yeah. the departments play into that. And so this is another example. We're all about helping people take those next steps, steps yeah. um, having on ramps and off ramps between the various things that we offer. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great example of that. Um, that all of it is helping people take the next step within the context of who we are Correct. as a church. Correct. So. Uh, coming to this year then, uh, from, from when this all kind of uh, got going, um, we, we had a really exciting moment um, at the end of last year, 2022, mm. uh, with BTC, mm. Baptist Theological College, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, who both of you are studying or have studied through and many of yeah, our staff yeah. have. And that's a great college. Yes. Um, and so mm-hmm. we formed a partnership with them. And I think uh, this is great for other churches to know about as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, why did we decide to go with them? What does it offer us and our students? And is it something you'd suggest for other churches to look into? Yeah, so I'll start on that. Grant's also yeah. passionate about this one. But um, it's funny because just backtracking, the first year we did four courses. Second year we said, let's run all four courses and run another four. Yeah. Same same and we have to edit all our old courses write four new ones yeah double our lecturing double our lecturing and of course we made a zillion mistakes in our first course Mm. and we had all that feedback we had to refine it all so it was Mm. a faith stretch for us to imagine that's possible then what we said is we're going to make online courses which is work to do yeah Yeah. redo courses do changes and on top of that run a much longer partnership with this Baptist Theological College and run an accredited course that's accredited by the Board of yep. Higher Education, mm. which was, if the previous one was a faith stretch to my wife, this was madness. Yeah. Um, and she thought I was crazy. And uh, of course I am, but... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I have to be. Uh, yeah. But like, it's it's something that we just felt... 
there's many people that have done many courses of ours. They have been there, done that. If we had a T-shirt, they would have gotten it. If we had 10 T-shirts, they we would have gotten them Bibles. that. We gave them Bibles. We did award them. Let, let's not forget, we reward people uh, yeah. for their diligence. Yeah. So we give out Bibles. That's right. We, I give out verbal awards. I give out well dones, high fives. Sweets, anyway, heaven, so, heaven dollars, anything we can give. Anything. I give them heaven anything. points as soon as, as <laughs> yeah. So we 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 had all that, and we had our regulars, and they'd done a lot. And for them, what's the next step? Yeah. How can because wherever someone is, if they're mm. completely new to the Bible, we want to help them be a bit more matured, but more equipped, and help mm. them where they at. Yeah. Mm. But we don't want to then have nothing as a deeper way for people that have now done the basics mm. and they want to dive deep. We want to have that. Yeah. And for us, it had to be that, well, we have to do something accredited. Yeah. That's the next step. The thing is, though, Grant and I, having come through BTC, we know that that's mainly made to mature people and equip them for ministry. Yeah. That's the main objective of a seminary. And, mm. and it will always exist, probably, and it's, and it's good, and it's yeah. godly, and it's needed. And we're training our pastors, youth leaders, and all that. But when it came to BTC, the big thing that we wanted is to continue our vision yeah. of maturing and equipping people in our church for what they have. Yeah. And most of them are not going to be in full-time ministry, but they're going to be yeah. in ministry mm. to God in their places and spaces. In their and workspaces, spaces, in yeah. their small groups, and all sorts of places. Yeah. And we wanted to mature them in that. And so yeah. we actually had a miraculous thing happen where they allowed us to have license yeah. to keep writing. They thought that the stuff that we did was good. And again, mm -hmm. it speaks to the biblical principle of if you're faithful with a little God, what yeah. add? 100%. And they gave us liberty to keep writing with that objective mm -hmm. of maturing and equipping our people where mm -hmm. they're at and for them to play a role to come and influence it so that it would be accredited by the Board of Higher Education, which they have the influence to do. And so it became a real partnership of mm -hmm. they have resources to help us we wanting we wanting to write and they wanting to help us mm -hmm. as well. And we'd already been having them come and lecture at yeah. our institute the previous two years because we have a relationship with them. Sure. They're amazing people. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, are pastors down the road from us. These are not people that are stuck in books and they just head knowledge. These are people that are hands on. They're leading worship. Mm -hmm. They they are preaching. They pastoring. They're visiting people in hospital. These are guys that are involved That's with good. church life. Yeah. Yeah. These are not just head knowledge people. Yeah. And for them, they were pumped to know that there's a church that wants to equip their church yeah. in this. And for the, for us, we're in a unique space where uh, we are walking this middle road. And so yeah. that's where BTC has been incredible, yeah. that they would entrust us to come and forge a new path with what we call the highest certificate of theology as opposed to the highest certificate of ministry mm. is an incredible grace mm. upon us as a church, something that must have come from God and 100%. His grace to us. Sure. And we're so blessed to have them. Yeah. And in this course that we're doing right now, we have a couple of people f lecturing from BTC coming over. We have courses that we've done that we've asked them to have a look at. And they make sure that we're not missing anything and that we've, we've covered our bases. And yeah. so we're incredibly blessed to have such guys with PhDs that we know that we know. Mm. And they will sit with us and they will care for this process. Yeah. And they care about us. Mm. And they... That is an incredible mm. blessing, and mm. that's part of how this BTC thing sure. came about. Yeah, no, it, James is just hinting the fact that this had to be a miracle from God. But I think you need to understand if you've ever tried to do any formal partnership between two organizations, you're like minimum a year talking and trying to figure out the logistics right. and all these ideas. Yeah. We went from zero 
to you guys have a course in a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, that was it. And it was yeah. because, yes, we had faithful relationships that we had been working and they had seen what we were doing. But we were literally announcing it to our people while still figuring out the yeah. back-end logistics yeah. because sometimes we just got to run a little bit ahead of the boat yeah, and, and right. trust that, that God's going to get us and he's going to make sure we don't fall so we walked out of that boat like peter did and we kept our eyes on jesus and it worked out for us we didn't fall (laughs) yeah so and and we're not a baptist church by the way no yeah (laughs) that again speaks to exactly what the miracle is here it's not about baptists yeah it's not about any denomination it's about the fact that they want to (laughs) equip people in ministry yeah it's been so awesome just uh been part of the process and seen how Institute has grown and continues to grow. Mm. Um, and as we do continue to grow and maybe for other churches looking in, what would you guys say are some of the do's and do differentlies uh, in your experience so far? Yeah, well, one of the do's, as people walk in the door, it matters what happens there. Long before yeah. they engage with your course, long before we talk about outcomes of doing five weeks, mm. it matters that when people walk through the door that they feel welcome. Yeah. And we have great intention behind that. In fact, in week one, I remember Laura was lecturing. She had the first one ever. It was cool. Grant was answering questions because he's excellent at it. But I just wanted to make sure my only priority was greeting people by name, um, giving hugs, shaking hands, going to each table. If they've Mm. grabbed their food, which, by the way, is an important ingredient. There's a good tip. You need food. (laughs) You need people to refuel. You you need that. And uh, if you've got craving on your side, then it's even better. You've got heaven right there. We do tonight, always. We've been enjoying. And uh, they take their food to the table. I want to go to them. Hopefully, they're not chewing. Good. And greet them and make everyone feel welcome. I want everyone to feel this is a homely thing. Yeah. Because if you do that, not only does everyone feel valued when they walk in and Mm -hmm. seen and understood, but also... Mm -hmm. People want to be there for community's sake because community will get forged there if you create the kind of hospitable environment that that produces it. And so Mm. don't just think material. Think the people. Yeah. Think people before you think material. Make sure the people feel welcome there. That would be my first one. Good. Yeah, I'll admit admit something. Uh, I thought it was really dumb at the beginning when James said, everyone needs a name tag. Go hassle people about name tags. I was like, why are we hassling? If you don't want to do name tag, who cares? But it actually is so important because it makes sure that, first of all, I know everyone's name because I can see it and I can do it. But also when you sit next to someone, you're able to just greet them by name and have community. So that is really important that we have a community space because if, if we're not doing this in community, yep. we grow our heads, but we keep our hearts small. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we actually need to have hearts that grow and heads that grow at the same yes. time. That's what it looks like to be fully like Christ. Because yep. Christ had all the wisdom of God, but he mm. also had all the love of right. God. And that's really important. Yeah. Uh, I will, we did a do, maybe a do differently is, is important here. Is the lecturing is actually, it is difficult. It is hard to do. And actually in the first course, I didn't even lecture. I just was there doing questions. Mm, right. But it was valuable because I got to watch and work yep. and learn. And then when, when I got to lecture the next time, I was prepared. Yep. And similarly, we've done that with other people. We invited them in to help with questions or to just do one mm. lecture because we used to give people a whole night. It's yep. two hours of speaking. That's a lot mm. for someone to do the first time. Even if you're used to preaching, that's yeah. 30, 40 minutes. Sure. So we've changed the way that we've done it in these most recent years where we're inviting you to help answer questions first. And then we're maybe giving you one week and you're partnering with yeah. us so that we can kind of be training wheels for you. Yes. And that's been a big thing because as your ministry grows, as ours has, where it's gone from one lecture to two lectures happening simultaneously mm. to this year having more lectures than there are week in the, weeks in the year, mm. like it's a lot for us. If we don't have a team, 
right. we can't grow at the rate in which our people need us to. Yeah. So we need to develop those leaders, but we need to start slow and build them up, not just wow. throw them in the deep end and hope yeah. they swim. Yeah. 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 So definitely um, we've learned about briefing, which mm. before was... Yeah. Have a go. Uh, <laughs> Jesus and the Gospels. Briefing of the lecturers. Yeah. 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 So even, brief- even writing as well. Since yeah. we invite people to write, it's really important to brief. Solid brief. We figure it out on um, yeah. the front end and then send it to yeah. people. We've, we've learned, we've, mm. we've seen lectures go completely off tangent and have disconnected yeah. courses where week one's this, then we've got a schizophrenic week two, then <laughs> whatever. We've, we've seen that the, it matters that everything is one product yeah. and one, one material. Another thing is Q&A. Grant touched on it. Q&A is vital. We want to know what your questions are yeah. and we want to help you. Yeah. This isn't about us producing just great material. This is yeah. about us helping. Yeah. yeah and so we will easily uh, do 40 minutes on a night sure. of Q&A. Yeah. And then we will invite people to the front if they when we close at nine because we always respect people's time. That's probably another secret do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> is do... Start on time yep. and end when you say you're going to yep. end. Honor people in that. They will appreciate it. So yep. we do our two hours and then we say, if you've got more questions, we're willing to throw more of our time into that. Right. Yep. Some In the beginning, we were less refined <laughs> when it came to answering questions. And uh, we've learned the secret of answering just what people need because not everyone cares about that question. Right. Just the essentials yep. that applies to yep. everyone. And then put resources down. Something that Grant's brilliant at mm. is suggesting resources yep. for further reading yep. because people want a concise sum- answer and we actually want to help people to go further and dig for themselves. Yep. Sure. We don't just want to be a Q&A machine where we are the gurus of knowledge because we don't claim to be, nor yep. do we feel like we are. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to portray yeah. it. Yeah. We want you to become the guru and the thing that you have a question about we might just have some pointers to help you. Sure, yeah. And so Q&A has been refined greatly from the beginning. And we yeah. had a great question that came out on week one. I think the first question we got in the Institute was one of the best questions we ever got in the Institute. Um, my wife was lecturing and she was talking about Jesus and trying to get people to understand what it would have been like there, Nazareth. Yeah. And, 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 and as she explains... Nazareth is a place where there's not a big timber industry. It's a place where there's lots of stone masonry going on. So Jesus being a technon, which is the Greek word for what his, his, his work is, yeah. he was probably not a, a carpenter. He was a stonemason. Right. And the whole class went, <gasps> and they were shocked. <laughs> and then one person stuck up their hand and bravely. said, <laughs> bravely, and Give said <laughs> what everyone was thinking. And she's like, if we're wrong about this, are we wrong about everything? Everything. <laughs> it was a little faith crisis. <laughs> and that was even yeah. a learning curve for us. That was a learning curve relating to throwing out Bible facts might help nobody. What you really want to be doing <laughs> is concentrating on yep. the outcomes that's actually going to mature and equip people in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And not every fact you know is beneficial. In fact, sometimes <laughs> it can throw people for a loop. Yeah, yeah. We don't have time to explain that right now. <laughs> yeah. But I think that goes to something that's important here, and, and it's true. James said it earlier. Everything we do in ministry is pastoral. It's shepherding. It's taking sheep and keeping them safe and taking 100%. them to the food that they need to get so that they can grow and they can uh, develop. But that's a part of it because sometimes we're teaching something. We're teaching you how to read a Bible, and the person sitting in, the, in their seat saying, I've been a Christian for 10 years, and I've never read this thing right. 
Yeah. I've mm -hmm. never understood. I maybe I even have a lot of false ideas and incorrect mm. misperceptions mm. of of scripture. Yeah. And you're telling me it's wrong, and it's actually it's a hard thing of how have I done this? Like what what, yeah. what is happening? And and it could be a place of guilt and shame of well we're the people who know. God's mm. word. We're the we're the real people. Mm. And you haven't really understood it. Like we are the people that get God, and you don't. And that's not it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The part of being relational and being pastoral is, hey, you're a human being. No one knows how to read the scripture just straight off in the moment. It's work. It's a journey. Jesus mm. discipled people for a long time. So what we really want to do is just guide you and show you. And maybe oh, you had gone wrong a few times, and we can get you back yeah. on the road, and we can get you working there. But it's and then that's the other part of not being this ivory tower experts is Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, not come meet me at the top of the mountain. Right. Right. He wasn't there, yeah. finished, done with his journey yeah. and then said, get up to me by yourself. Yeah. He said, I'm going to go two steps ahead of you and I want you just to step in stride with me. And that's what we've always been trying to do is I want to grow myself. So I'm just a few steps ahead of my students so that I can bring them with me. Right. And James has been doing that as he was studying and as we've moved. Yeah. It's important. And we're 100%. all going through our own stages, but they're coming up with us because they're following us as we Brilliant. are ultimately following Jesus. Yeah. I think as well, related to that is being gentle. Mm. So which is a shepherding thing, right? It's how shepherds are, they care for their mm. sheep. Yeah. That's the overarching thing yeah. about them. You can shatter someone's mm. entire worldview mm. and their entire mm. framework and their entire right. biblical understanding yeah. in one lecture and leave them devastated. That's right. Or you can gently help them yeah. to step by step see yeah. this yeah. is a new and a better way yeah. for me to engage yeah. with the Bible. And especially when we talk about context, people have verses they hold dear. They have things that they've mm. held on to for their life, promises that they've held on to. We want to be gentle with those. As we explain, context gives us an understanding as to yeah. how we interpret those. Yeah. That's just one area. Yeah. We've had some funny stories that relate to that, but yeah. our overarching approach is, be gentle because you can shatter That's someone's right. entire yeah. world yeah. in one night yeah. in your attempt to help them, yeah. but but carelessly so. Mm. And we've learned this in our mm. first year the most that mm. we are overturning people's entire understanding. Yeah, yeah, and that can be yeah. that can be daunting. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot in there. Um, but I want to leave us with one final question, and that's for anyone who might be watching or inquiring about They want to start a Bible school. They want to get something off the ground. Uh, just a last shot from each of you. What would your advice be to someone wanting to get something going? I would say, what's the worst that can happen? Why don't you give it a go? If you're going to build into people's life around the Bible, mm -hmm. yes, it might cost you some time yeah. to lecture. It might cost you something of resources to put it on. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're just building into people's faith yeah. from the Bible, something yeah. we, we are commanded to do in Scripture, something that mm. is on the burden of what we're supposed mm. to be doing. And at the end of the day, if it's not whatever you had mm. in your head, you built still built into people in their faith. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah. There's almost no downside to starting something about feeding people in God's Word. Word. It yeah. doesn't have to be a fully-fledged Bible school four subjects now we don't even claim to be a fully fledged bible school and what we have are going to be we don't even know that yet mm. but where we are it doesn't have to be where we start yeah. that's not where we started we started with let's write a course and lecture it mm. yeah and let's write that course and lecture it what's the worst that can happen if you just say let's do a bible study mm. let's do a bible study in this book of the bible together 
And as we do it, we're going to sharpen yeah. our understanding of how to read scripture. Yeah. There's almost no downside, yeah. especially from God's perspective, but even from a church's yeah. perspective, mm-hmm. in trying something to go deeper yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. And a Bible school might not be the goal, but Bible depth and engaging people in the Bible oh. is the goal. 100%. Give it a go. Yeah. Totally. I, I would also say, know what your people need. This is the reason why we have these sorts of things. Mm. You can have an idea of the spiritual maturity of your people yep. or the, the knowledge, the baseline that your people have. But if you don't speak to them, if you don't get to know them, you won't see where mm. they are. Mm. And I can tell you, start with how to read scripture well. Right. You can't start with a higher certificate in theology like <laughs> yeah, we did. Sure. We had to work yep. our people up there and bring them there. We want to start at the ground to say, hey, actually, everything mm. we do mm. is based on scripture. Mm-hmm. So if you can't read scripture well, then any other course we do will just be a waste for you because you'll just be relying on us and what we say, but not yep. actually reading God's word for yourself, yep. which is what we want to get people to do. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, both of you. Thanks. And uh, that was uh, really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to bless you with those free resources. So cityhope.joburg slash resources. Please go and take that. And maybe it's something you can implement today uh, in your own church, in your own group, whatever the case might be. Uh, But it's been awesome being with you and we'll see you again next time for our next episode of Church Talk.